uh, still telling it like it is program and I'm Dr. I mean, I'm Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology, and we're here to provoke you how to think about the Word of God. I'm we're so excited. Uh, Apostle Barry is back with me. He had um, was gone for a couple of weeks and I know you guys missed him. So, you know, we're on Roku now. So uh, and then also push the little button and share this with your friends, your enemies and all those religious people, those religious demons that, you know, so that they can get set free. Uh, and without anything else or whatever it is, I just want to uh, introduce you to uh, my friend, Apostle Barry Cook. Praise God, Dr. Baker. It's uh, always an honor to be with you on your show. And I love the subjects that we get to talk about and cover. And um, and I'm excited to be able to um, continue just talking through some things in women in ministry. I know the first time through, and I don't know if those programs will be put on Roku, the first ones we did, but that would, um, you know, it really lends credence to you asking me to come back and go a little deeper on the subject. So that's what we've been doing. I've been spending time walking out through history. And and uh, again, we are approaching New Testament conversations uh, about things. Um, and, and, um, and I'll spend a little more time in some of the text that, are so sensitive to many people and have been um, terribly misunderstood and when looked at in a myopic surface interpretation, myopic sing, sorry about that. I do that all the time and everybody's like, huh? I'm like, okay, the single thought, you know, a single myopic, a single thought on something. And, um, you know, and, and it's been inaccurate when you look at the whole and you look at it from history and you look at it in the original language, which isn't hard to do these days. So, <laughs> I mean, a lot of times people don't look things up because they don't want to. But you asked me just to get started, and I mentioned that uh, before the show went on that I really wanted to start with Jezebel and then in Revelations 2.20 and then come back to 1 Corinthians 14, 34 and 35. And we dealt with some other scriptures and Timothy and stuff before, but um, I had someone actually after the probe said, you didn't deal with first Corinthians 410. I'm like, Oh, I'll get to it. Hang on. Like I can, you can't do everything in, in the time you have. And plus it reminded me, Oh, let's go back over it. And, um, and then I thought, well, I'll add a few things to those other texts in Timothy as well, just to make sure we bury that dead thing. Hallelujah. <laughs> dead doctrine. But, uh, so when we look at Revelation 2.20 and we begin to look at Jezebel, I give the text out. I'm not going to read it at this moment. But the woman Jezebel of the church of Thyatira usurped authority. I've heard people say that wasn't a real person. It is a literal person named Jezebel. I mean, so um, perhaps she carried the same spirit as the one in the Old Testament. And that was just happened to be. I don't know. I guess it's not a great thing to make, to name your kids Jezebel or Delilah, things like that. But um, I, I meet people all the time, even Christian people, and I'm thinking, why why do you do that? But I guess that's none of my business. But anyway, the woman Jezebel, the Bible says that um, 
Some expositors say the angel was her husband and taught idolatry and immorality and stupid stuff like that. There's a lot of uh, uh, people come up with attitudes, uh, mindsets, they come with ideas and they just sell them. I, I'm always in meetings and, and it always uh, catches my attention when someone says, now this isn't um, from the scripture, but this is what I think. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Ink, I already don't care. I mean, because I got a billion thoughts, you know, I'm thinking that's all you got one. I got four more that make good sense, too. But it doesn't matter um, anyway. But but when we understand that the setting of the times uh, for this injunction, we have to understand that, Vine, uh, you know, what's going on in this passage of Scripture. So Vine's Expository Dictionary adds the fact he said that this woman Jezebel is not to have dominion over, you know, uh, 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 mean usurp. She's coming up over the mandate of the house. She's coming up over the authority she was given, and she's taking it further. But she's taking it further in not only her attitude and her spirit, but in also the doctrine that she's preaching and the things that she's espousing. And I'll get into this. So um, the word that was used not to have dominion is actually the word that means playing the master, a self-doer, a master, an autocrat. I'm on my own. I'm not connected to anything. I don't care if this agrees with everybody, disagrees with everybody. I'm just going to say it anyway. I don't care if this, in her case, if this disagrees with sound doctrine, because the actually the New Testament Guys, they had a lot of room for people as long as they stayed within the confines of basic tenets of faith. And they talked about it all the time. They're like, don't judge a man over this. Don't judge a preacher. They're trying to tell people, you know, folks are different and they're going to have some bents on them, but you stay centered in Christ. And today it's like, you know, we, we worship somebody like, and then when we find out they say something silly, then we're like, Oh my God, I, did, I knew this man was a hypocrite. And we're thinking, Lord, who are you? Look at you. You've been a hypocrite 20 times today. You just don't have, you're just not having anybody stand around you judging you. But Paul didn't forbid her to teach. Now, this is something I want to point out. She was a leader in the church, number one. That's one of the issues. Then we can't be leaders. She was a leader, an accepted leader in the church. She was a recognized teacher in the church. She was considered an office teacher. I mean, that's the term that's used for teacher here. She wasn't just a little Sunday school person giving a nice little, you know, I just want to say that. No, she come with the Bible. She lay it out and she went on, she went at it and she taught subjects and, uh, and she laid it out before. She had authority when she taught. And that was one of the reasons she had so much influence you know, but his issue was um, the fact that, you know, I mean, let me just say before I get to the end of this, Paul's not demanding absolute silence of women. Um, you know, even by this Jezebel, he's talking to me. He's letting her teach. She was fine teaching. She was fine teaching men. He didn't have a problem with that. He had a problem with her doctrine. That's what he had a problem with. You know, he had a problem because she was teaching things that were contrary you know, to that contradicted the word of God, and that's what she was. They were after in uh, with Jezebel, and I and I think that's fascinating because people forget that because she taught idolatry and immorality. It says, 
And it's funny because the word immorality there means sensuality. And so people say, oh, she was being, no, no, no. She was teaching, you ain't got to dress all that. It's like, you ain't got to listen to all that. You know, you ain't got to, you hang a little bit out. You single anyway. If you're going to attract a man, you know, you want a good church man, you got to throw that booty out. You know, you got to put a little cleavage up in that thing. She's teaching and she's teaching the men that she's teaching them to be sensual with the things of God and with the house of God. And that felt funky to the church leaders. What? Why it doesn't feel funky to folks today, I don't know. Because it's like somebody said the other day, um, some lady, and she was right. She was talking about women dressing seductively in the church and, I, and, and talking about women preachers wearing things that like, you know, you know, like, yeah, you shouldn't be wearing that. Like you, you, she was talking about, you distracted me as a woman trying to, you know, you know, like, good Lord. And I, and I wrote, I was thinking, yeah, but have, have you seen some of the male preachers these days? I'm like, I don't know how they got in those pants. I mean, I'm not trying to get into legalism, but I'm talking about doctrines of Jezebel. She was seducing them by trying to, yeah, it's all right, you know. I know when you give a holy kiss and you slip a tongue every now and then, I understand, Lord, you know. I mean, just, I, I, okay, I'm, I'm probably exaggerating. I don't know what she was teaching, but I know that it says she was teaching sensuality in the church, which is, it's, it's huge. And they wanted her to stop. And instead of her submitting to them, which is another thing, like she didn't know that wasn't right. But obviously, she probably had some followers. She probably had. It's like I hear women all the time on Facebook and other things. They'll write me and they'll say, is this all right? And the man will be talking about, girl, I love your pictures with when you went on vacation. You need to put God appreciate your body. You need to put that. And, and I'm thinking, woman, I can't believe you're confused. No. Heck no. I'm like, he's got the issue. Don't give in to it. Like he's trying to and block him while you're at it. He ain't going to be no good for you. But people don't want to hear it. They want to play with the devil, dance with the devil in the pale moonlight, and then want Jesus to run to them when they get, they don't even, they got this gulf between them and there called the flesh that they got to get through. And it's really all they got to do is walk in faith and sit in grace and they can have it. My point in this reason I want to start with her was not all of this in the last 10 minutes, but was to talk about that she tried to get them to idolatry. And listen, there's networks, there's there's groups. It's not just the Catholic Church that's trying to get you into idolatry. It's plenty of the Pentecostal apostolic prophetic networks I belong to, I belong to, <laughs> and have belonged to in the past, and hope to never belong to any others in the future, because I'm real attentive to that, because it ends up where it's back to worshiping a person, or it's back to worshiping uh, a particular things. They want to make their distinctives, so they come up with these things, that these are what we do in our tribe, but they're, they're really unbiblical. It's asking people to do things out, you know... Anyway, just I have so much to say about this. I don't feel like anybody talks about because they think you're coming against the whole thing. And sometimes I honestly do feel like Martin Luther because in some ways, some ways, just let me say, because because like I, I'm not trying to leave. 
I'm not trying to get out of it. I'm just like, why are we doing this stupid stuff? That I mean, you know, why are you pushing that when the Bible doesn't push it? You know, why are you, you know, talking to people like if they don't do this and it's a real small thing in scripture, like you're putting heavy burdens on people, which is Pharisaic movements, which is what happens to women in the church in most places. They get those Pharisaic attitudes, easy to say, man, with me when I was on the other part. And if you follow me in this transition, you know, it boils down to this. Jezebel was an accepted teacher. She had full authority in the church. She was able to teach without having other leadership at her meetings, even obviously. You know, she was that much respected, which means she for a while bore fruit and submitted and rose up because in those days, you had to come up through their deacon elder thing. If you didn't, you just weren't part of the church. I know today we move around all that, but in those days, that was the pattern. It still is, but I'm just saying that was the pattern. And that's what, uh, so she came up through it. So I'm sure she was attached to a lot of people, especially if she was a really anointed woman teacher that seemed to be all submitted once she gets authority. And how many times have we seen this happen? Somebody gets authority, now all of a sudden their little pet doctrines start coming out. You know, there was this, uh, I shouldn't say that, but I was just disappointed. There's this guy I've been following forever. And he's been such wisdom and such, pre and, and then he hits this place where he got a million followers on this and this. And he also has a ministry, uh, ministry, <laughs> let that be judged in the end, but a ministry that stretches out, you know, globally and stuff. And then when he, he says, now that I finally have, you know, a million followers on a regular basis, I'm going to be honest, um, I'm not really married. You know, I have a partner, I'm gay, I've been gay the whole time. But see, y'all didn't even know, nor could you discern it, nor, see, and that just shows you your beliefs twisted the whole thing around. He said on there, I have, the reason I waited to get a million is because I expected to lose about two hundred to 300,000. That still gives me 700,000. I can get a milk back up to a million in a short time. He was a Jezebel, sneaking in, lying, deceiving getting a following by preaching the right things. Then when he gets the influence, he got a plan in his head. I mean, it's hard to think people think that way, but it is, Doc. Talk to me about that. I know you got something to say on this. We know, we know that people think this way. And that's why the Bible, you know, one of the things that the Bible tells us is do not be ignorant. Do not be stupid of yeah. the devices. You know, yeah. It's 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 like uh, you look and you're looking at character and you're looking at different things, but the people will give you, they will talk this talk. They will tell you what it is you want to hear to pull you in. And there are people, it, it's, uh, I mean, I, I know people, I mean, I know people that they have all of these things I've ministered at their church and I'm talking about, I'm talking about mega places. And then all of a sudden they let you know, this is really the demon I, I follow. I don't yeah. follow, you know, the God that you follow. This is the demon that I follow. And they, yeah. they, they go ahead and, and, and they do that. So it, this is something that's happening. And that's why uh, we already, because that's a twisted mind. You know how the mind works. You, you know how it is. And a manipulator is just that. I mean, you're, 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 you're strategizing and, yeah. and, and uh, you're looking for victims. You're, I mean, this is a, a victimizer, 
and they're looking for the victims and they know that these people have been following me all this time. They ain't going to go nowhere. They ain't going nowhere. They have, um, they have become attached to me as a person. So what you're saying is so, so true. Yeah. And, 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 and now he's doing where he's, he's going on and he's taking subjects that are anti that, or he's trying to preach the Bible where to reverse all those scriptures back into a manner that I'm like, oh, wow, this is interesting. And uh, it was on the same night that I was listening to Carlton again talk about, well, there's not hell. He said, did a fresh program just the other day. I was like, hey, buddy. And, yeah, um, it's bait and switch. Bait and switch. Yeah, yeah, I know. Just crazy stuff. And you're talking about people naming everybody Jezebel before we got on the show. And I was thinking, that's how I felt. I was dealing, and, and I'll be quick with this, but I, I, I was laughing when you said it because I just had this lady, TJ Maxx, uh, when I first uh, Moved back to Houston a couple months ago. I go in. She says, "Hey, you want ten percent off?" I said, "Absolutely." And I, she goes, "I, I said, mailing this." And she goes, "I just need your email address." I said, "Sure." She goes, "Just a little bit of uh, of your information, and I'll put you in, make account for you, and then I'll I'll send um I'll put you on the mailing list." Well, she was signing me up for a credit card. I mean, but I I've been around a long time, and I picked that stuff on. I mean, I was sat there and I thought. That lady been in sales for a minute. She didn't just get hired at TJ Maxx because I was thinking she'd been in corporate somewhere because she slipped that sucker right by me. I didn't even think about it till a couple months later. I'm thinking, why didn't that charge come through on my credit card from TJ Maxx that day? And I bought some rugs and some other things like that. I was just, you know, healthy amount. And um, and then uh, all of a sudden I get the thing in the mail saying, you know, you're 27.19% card that you just got i was like oh no so that's i said to my i said that jezebel lord Lord jesus she done slipped it right by me but obviously it was just a term she might not have been a literal jezebel just employing tech tactiles (laughs) movements of jezebel first corinthians 14 34 and 35 guys it's a huge scripture and before I get to 14, just let me say this next patch of scripture is used against women's ministries and to silence women in the church and in this passage in, in Corinthians. It says, let your women keep silent in the churches. Now, there's a couple things I'm going to point out. You probably didn't notice, like the word your, let your woman, let me just keep going, keep silent in the churches for it is not permitted unto them to speak, but they are commanded to be under obedience as also saith the law, and if they will learn anything, let them as their husbands at home, um, uh, for it is a shame for women to speak in the church. Now, um, here we go, because we get into this, and it's real simple when you break it down, but the Corinthian epistle, now follow me on this, is dealing with order in the church. The whole epistle is in public gatherings. In chapter 7, Paul deals with marriage problems. In chapter 8, he deals with problems of meats offered to idols. And I love Paul's responses to all of these because he's so matter of fact, even with the stuff with meats, he's like, I eat it. It doesn't bother me. But if it bothers you, go ahead. And well, if someone drinks wine, all that bothers you? Well, it doesn't bother me. But if it bothers you, don't drink it. <laughs> he's so hilarious. You know, he didn't receive the religious pressure from other people, he understood 
you know, his moderations and things. And, and I'm not judging, whatever. I'm just saying that's what Paul said. And that was his responses. And then in, in chapter nine, he deals with support of the ministry. Now, that's a huge chapter on giving, which, I mean, if most churches just took his advice, they could have all kinds of speakers in. Like I hear people say all the time, um, I can't afford this speaker. Well, you know, he's going to, by the time I play his plane ticket and I pay for a hotel and I put him up and, you know, and then they come for three days and then they get an offering. Da, da, da. But I'm sitting there thinking, just add it up and save up. That's what Paul said. He said, take up offerings before I get there. So when I get there, I won't be a strain to the people. How simple. I mean, how simple. But yet you get, I just can't do it. No, you don't do it because you don't want to do it. I mean, you'd have to put $30 a week away and you, you're not willing to do it. So, you know, pick how many months away and how much you can put away and save up for people or conferences that you're having each year. You don't wait till the month before and then say, guys, we need you to give for this conference. We don't have enough. And I, that's your fault, preacher. Dummy. You're not managing your money. I'm sorry, but it's a doggone truth, you know. I'm getting old. I'm going to die before, you know, another so many years, you know. But I'm just saying, Lord Jesus, we got to get this stuff right. He deals with support in the ministry. It ain't that tough, as I always say. It's not rocket science. But, um, you know, and, and I love that. And I love to love to talk a little more about that because there's so much crazy stuff about money. And I'm like, Dude, this is answered. There's answers for it already if you go back to the pattern. And that's why, I, uh, another side. You know, let, let, me, let me interject something. That, oh, to, please, no. Actually, one of the things of it is, is this. I have never, ever, ever, ever had a problem leaving uh, giving someone a great offering. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm supposed to invite them. Now, if I'm going to just invite any kind of ragtail person in and they don't have no purpose or whatever it is, I have never, ever, ever. And I have a I have a, a, a bottom that nobody leaves here without. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's somebody coming from around the corner. They so nobody leaves this ministry without at least a certain amount of money. Yeah, I understand. And, I and mean, it. it it, it, it doesn't make sense. It's it's people not understanding money in the first place. So, well, that's that's a whole other subject. I can, I'm gonna take a lock on that because we could take off on this subject like this one, you know. But anyway, it, it's so true because most of the time people want me to talk about money, and I'm thinking, okay, what are we talking about? And I'm like, no, probably somebody better because I'm like, I'm gonna end up. We're going to bump heads with some of the things you're trying to work into this that there's other ways to do it biblically, but that way is still manipulation. So, you know, I mean, we all, it takes money to do things. I mean, it really does. But I, mean, I used to tell folks all the time as a pastor, I'd say, if I'm not giving you what you, if I'm not being faithful to my job, then don't give to me. But you got to be obedient to the scriptures one way or the other. And it, But the deal is, is talk to me. You know, because, I mean, you know, I'm sitting here, but if I'm faithful and I'm doing my part, then you do your part back. And and let's believe for God to do something, you know, let's believe. And, and because I just, let's keep it real, you know, let's find out what's going on. I wish I could, but I can't. All right. You want me to help you? Can I, you want me to overlook everything and tell you where to cut out cheeseburgers or, you know, how does this work? What do you mean by you want me to help you? 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I told you we could talk about this subject a lot. We Pastor, I just don't have enough time to come to church. All right. Well, tell me about your schedule. <laughs> well, look, we can move this around. We can combine that with this. And that would give you more free time on this day, actually, than you have now. And it would allow you time on Sunday. And it would also, I don't like it. I don't like you're trying to control me. Like you, you ask me what I could do anyway. Chapter 10, he deals with the temptations like Israel had of old, you know. He tells them that the things in the Old Testament were done for our examples, that we do not repeat these things. He talked about sexual immorality. Hello. He talked about um, disobedience. He talked about several different things that needed to be taken care of and, and that if the people repeated them, there's going to be consequences for these things. No, we're not under the old covenant, but yes, there's consequences for sin. I mean, there's always going to be there's people you hurt. There's things you lose. There's things you have to regain spiritually. I mean, some people then they just get up from something and just, well, all right, Jesus, I'm ready again. And he's like, okay, that's cool. But you know, why don't you court me a minute? First, show me that you really didn't mean, you know, that we're really together. I mean, talk. God would never do me that way. He would never. I'm like, you don't read the Bible, you know. I mean, he he's merciful. Why would a God? What what God would do that anyway? What other God would would sit there and say, "Look, you seek me, you can find me if you search for me with all your heart." But you gotta seek me. You know, you sitting there with a snotty attitude talking about how come I ain't helping. That didn't seek it. You know, that's whining. <laughs> I wouldn't use the B word, but it's whining. <laughs> it's buzzing. Um, and in chapter 11, he covers grooming codes uh, for men and women and also order at the Lord's table. And that's also where he talks about the head coverings. And he said, you know, and some of you have, but he goes again, he's like, I have no such custom nor to the churches I'm over. <laughs> Paul's like, yeah, that's not in none of my churches. That's in somebody else's church. That's not in mine. I don't have an issue with it. And I just love that because again, Paul was saying, wasn't that he was saying he didn't believe in authority or coverings. He's just saying, um, you know, I, I believe it's done in the spirit and not, not that it has to be enforced in the natural. Are we running out of time? Okay. You got, you have, it's a, we have a minute and a half. Okay. Well then I'll set it up for the continuation then in, in chapters 12, 13 and 14, he deals with the operation of the gifts of the spirit at the close of 14, 34 and 35. He deals with talkative wives who disrupt the services by asking their husband questions out loud over the speaker in the service. You are going to enjoy the rest of this. I know it seems like Apostle Barry and I go on rabbit trails, but they're not rabbit trails. What we do is we're hitting the mark. He's hitting the mark on everything because all of these were things that concerned women and concerned men too. So we're going to be back. We're still telling it like it is. There's so much that we need to release that you need to know. 
And again, this is Apostle Baker, Jay Baker, who is a doctor in psychology, and Apostle Dr. Barry Cook, who is a doctor in theology. And we're coming back. And we're going to be right here still telling it like it is. If you've been helped by this, if this has been helpful for you in any way, that's our information so that you can send a seed or whatever it is. Don't be cheap. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. We're still here telling it like it is. Bye-bye.